Sorry, shut up. Hey, what's going on, great people? Happy Friday. This is Friday. We always record on Fridays. Welcome back to the show. This is the Boss Chronicles. I am uh, Coach Donald. And Biz Coach Rhonda. And uh, it's Friday. We've been chatting for like 45 minutes already. I enjoy like just already shooting the breeze way before, uh, especially with the problems of life going on right now. That's that's the great part about this partnership. It's just a connection. It's a natural connection. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yo, that word is hype. I mean, people have been using that word for a long time, but I feel like in the last like four years, that word has caught so much traction. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. What's that song? It's a vibe. Mm -mm. Okay, I'm not about to embarrass myself. Uh because we're not we're not paying we're not paying them for the use of their music. <laughs> <laughs> not even that. It would be bad. Um so with uh today we want to talk about some mentorship. That is the focus for today. Um Rhonda, what was that? A couple of weeks ago, you were like, Donald, you got all these how many coaches do you have? Who are all these people? Who are all, every time I talk to Donald, he references a new or different mentor. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I must be missing out. Like who you got the advisory team? Like who, who are all these people? Yo, I mean, like I, I like to do the right thing and I don't necessarily mean that morally. I mean, well, yeah, but like, I don't, I like to make the correct moves as best as I can. I mean, I make a lot of mistakes don't get twisted. Um, but like, I like to be well-informed and I don't know, there's limits to what I know, but, uh, it's not that many people. There was that, um, that video I sent you, did you ever watch it of the Howard Stevenson guy from Harvard business school? who talked about that whole internal board of directors. The one you just sent me two days ago. No, that was the, uh, hero story. This was like a few months ago. I sent this back probably I want to say December, January-ish. He taught, uh, it, was a, it was like an hour and it was that older white dude, uh, Harvard Business School. He had kind of had a, like a funny kind of sarcastic tone to him a little bit. No, I wouldn't say sarcastic. I actually did watch that. But the funny thing about it is that I pulled out some something different from that. Oh, what'd you get? Um, I pulled out more. This is the one where he was talking about like when you when you engage with your team and your employees that you want to create that culture, you're talking about that same one, right? No, this dude, the video was about how to, how to plan your life. And it was about like legacy, knowing when enough is enough. And like, it was, he was like 70. So he's like at the kind of the end of his life. No, I didn't see that one. I'm talking about the one you sent me. I'm terrible with names. I send you a lot of stuff. True. But you know which one I'm talking about? The one that was about team building. That's the one I was thinking about. All right, cool. That, <laughs> I don't remember, but we're not about to try to figure it out right now. Right. That's a whole rabbit hole. But um, yeah, so mentorship. Back to back to that. So we're going to talk a little bit, a, a couple stories and just kind of thoughts about how we've moved and in regards to having mentors, advisors, coaches, consultants 
and how things have moved without. I know for me, finding the right people has been uh, very important to me in regards to helping me through. I had to figure out like what the right type of coaches. I've been in, gosh, like two mastermind groups. Um, I've had a sales coach before. I've been in a program that kind of tried to draw solid lines about how to run a gym. Um, right. I've been in different, you know, this program or that program, they were like short-term programs, uh, like the bloom program, or even now I'm in this E forever group with, you know, Latoya and I have a few people right now, but you know, some people I realize like people who are just like, yo, what are your numbers? Here's what you do. Boom, bang, boom. They're out. And then other people are like very personal. And I realize I'm very, I'm very personal because like everything's personal to me. And so I don't separate business from personal very well. And I don't even think it's something that's necessary. I don't think it's necessarily a virtue or a hindrance as long as you kind of know who you are, but it's like, it's like that for me, everything is connected. So I need a coach who can kind of go and flow with that. I like the idea of that more holistic coaching, because what I've learned since being in business is that it's, it's all, it's all a cycle. Like if your personal life ain't right, your business isn't going to be right. But also the things you learn to strengthen your business, strengthen your life as well. Like if you allow them to, if you allow mm. them to spill over, um, you know, the way you treat, even, even for example, the way you treat your team is going to be the way you treat your family members because they're a team, right? That's going to be the way you treat the people around you. And so it really all kind of spills into each other. For sure. So Rhonda, tell us, like, what was your experience with business, like in learning that you needed to have somebody to help guide you? What led you to that? And, you know, I guess, what was it like not having anybody or was there a time that you didn't? So I'll, I will say I was a very headstrong teenager that didn't, you know, that knew everything that didn't need anybody to, to tell me or help me. Um, even if something sounded accurate, like accurate advice, I was going to try it my own way and do things my own way. Um, but I will say that I started to see, I'm also a very impatient person. So I started to see that I could get an acceleration by listening to people as opposed to deciding to do it my own way. Um, I also started to see as I got older, just personally, that there was a reason, even though my way might have worked, there was a reason that people had done it a certain way for years and years and years, right? So here I am trying to reinvent the wheel for the sake of, um, you know, for a period of time, everyone wanted to be self-made. Everyone mm -hmm. wanted to be, you know, it was a badge of honor to say that you did everything by yourself. Um, and then I realized that no person can be self-made because even if you do most of the work yourself, you still have someone that had to give you opportunity, that had to, you know, build the building for you to come into, like the table for you to come to. Um, there, there is no person that can do anything solely independently, right? Yeah. So 
once you like grow up and get over that whole hump of there is no self-made that doesn't exist. So you don't not at all. It's just a thing at all. (laughs) I don't think it's a thing at all. I mean, because the way that I look at it is, is that you, you can't, we don't exist in the world alone. Therefore you can't do anything alone. Right. Mm. If you, if you cross the street, you rely, your safety relies on the person driving to stop at the stop sign. You think you crossed the street by yourself, but you didn't. That person had to stop for you. The person had to, to draw the lines and the crosswalk. The person had to build the road. Like you didn't cross the street on your own. There are generations. And if we even look at it and, and to get in like really deep, generations had to come before you for you to even walk across that street. So mm. when you get to a certain like maturity level, I guess, you start to realize that it's not just you and you don't want it to be just you. Nobody wants to exist in a world alone. What what would the fun in that be? You mm. know, just walking through a whole world, just you, just you. Who wants to live like that? So I would say that um, that's the way I look at things. And I I think that you can still give yourself pride because no matter if somebody afforded you the opportunity or, you know, connected you, you still have to do the work. So that's where your sense of pride has to come from is that, yeah, you might've got opportunity, luck, um, you know, things handed to you, quote unquote, but did you do the work to keep yourself in that position? Mm, That's deep. That I really feel that like, yeah, our society revolves around trust. Like that whole aspect of crossing the street, you have to trust that certain rules get followed. So you have the peace of mind to actually just kind of flow through things. I have this view, like nothing on earth exists to simply serve itself. And, you know, even if people are the top of the food chain, being at the top of the food chain means we have to be able to serve everything else and serve the earth, serve ourselves, like serve ourselves as in other people uh, and serve the landscape because we are the top. And yeah, that makes, I like that. I, I dig that. And so you said that you realized that everything would move faster when you took advice. So as you got into, you know, business or even before business, if you had like major experiences before that, like what were those major experience beginnings of having uh, some sort of coach or a coach like person or a mentor, you know, and these things are not necessarily interchangeable, but they're that guiding role. Yeah. In terms of guidance, um, just doing technical things in business. So what I started to learn being, a, you know, we all start out as a solopreneur, right? We, we mostly don't start out with a whole team of employees and things. So I realized that I was the, the tech person, the website builder, the um, financial person. I was wearing, you know, all the hats in my business and, and being in all the roles. And so I literally got to the point where I didn't have time. I had to reach out for help and guidance from mentors that, okay, this person builds websites. Let me ask them. Um, I started with a marketing mentor um, because that wasn't my strong suit. I started with a sales mentor because I didn't like to ask people for money 
and I didn't have time to be on, you know, 20, 30 minute calls and not close. Right. So it, it literally became a, a time crunch that I couldn't avoid anymore. And I had to accelerate things in order to grow my business. Mm, okay. And so what, what was the experience of having that for you? So it really showed me, and like I, I was saying, I think I was saying this before we started recording, but um, business and personal is, is always going to be intertwined, especially for me. So it showed me that I had this, um, this thing where I was proving to everyone else that I knew things or knew how to find out them or find out the information. And I realized that I didn't need to prove that anymore. And so that opened me up and allowed me to accept the information from other people and um, being able to accept it, it, it eased the burden. Like I said, it freed up time. It eased the burden of perfectionism. So I always say I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, and it just accelerated the business so much faster and, and showed me to be able to trust other people. When we start our business, and I hear this a lot from my clients too, I can't trust anyone else with my business. Nobody mm. else cares about it as much as me. Um, it's my business, so I'm the only one going to work. And if you ever expect to have a team, you have to learn to trust people with your business outcomes. Mm, trust. And part of that is being vulnerable enough to have that guidance, that guiding person to open up about your business too in the first place mm -hmm. so what about you because you have a full you call it your advisory team right my internal board of directors internal board of directors and they not only help you on the business side but they help you personally too right Just, yeah they all have their different roles and how much that goes some people don't cross certain lines but yeah, I don't ask certain people in my personal life how about business, but yeah, to this, yes, yes, yes. I'm just mean particular. So give us the rundown. Give us the, the so, rundown on all of your board of directors. So on a business end, um, kind of from like level of frequency, there's a few main people that I go to when it comes to just helping me with business and career. So uh, coach, coach, uh, I'll probably start with Latoya um Toya you know I, I, I met through the Bloom program and she's been great with helping me organize my business to run it more smoothly she's very big on the systems and strategy so and being you know she runs a salon so having a service-based business there's that relatability and she's further than me you know she's been doing this a lot more a lot longer than me she's older than me and sure she makes more money than me and so there is this aspect of, okay, but she's not, I don't know how much money she makes, but I mean, I don't know, but like, it's, it's something that I can make, right. You know, I can see myself being able to be where she's at in a reasonable amount of time based on, you know, how long she's been doing it, age, business, the type of business. So it's like, there's that, oh, there's a, there's, I can get there. Right. And so um, but she's so intelligent. So she really helps me with strategy, decision-making, and she helps me think about 
how to run my business differently because she doesn't run a gym. And, you know, for the last five years, um, you know, a lot of the content that I listen, a lot of a significant chunk of the content I listen to or take in and read is about gym businesses, like training, training businesses, right? Mastermind groups have been in training businesses. So a lot of these people recommend running businesses certain ways, which are, are not bad ideas, but having this outside perspective of somebody who runs a service business, but it's not like a gym opens up. So like, like I told you, one of the biggest things has been like how I do sales calls. I mean, we do strategy meetings, but we charge for people to get on those gym training gyms. Don't do that. It's not very common, but it's like a law firm thing. And it's what she does. And it's what other salons and people like that will do. Like, yo, you got to take some down to even come meet with me in the first place. Um, so I've heard then there's coach April who like actually was like the manager GM of a training gym. Well, they weren't really a training gym, but of a very popular gym here in Pittsburgh. Um, and then she's also like an executive coach. Like she went to executive coach programming. I wouldn't really call her an executive coach because our relationship's not fully that, but it's starting to drift that way. You know, she started off as just somebody who like I brought in to do yoga <laughs> and like literally, and then it became like, you know, this is a really good person. Like she wanted to talk to me. And so we started like meeting and, you know, I would kind of you know, learning to be more vulnerable at what's going on with the business, learning more about her acumen. And, you know, I was able to provide some resources for her that were useful. Um, and so she's very recently become a lot more entrenched. Like she did, uh, I did an evaluation of me as the owner from my staff and she coordinated that. So like she interviewed all of them, got surveys for all of them and then broke it down for me. And then she wants to go and really help me with my overall leadership. So she's like, I would say Latoya is like more my business coach. Um, April is more like my leadership coach and in the sense of helping me grow as a leader. Uh, both of those relationships though, you know, they're very not overly in tune with what's going on in my personal life, but they know what's going on in my personal life. And also the bigger picture of what I want to do, right? Luckily, they both read Will Smith's book. So like, and he, some of the other things I was talking to you about, like we're vibing on these different frequencies about certain just things about lifestyle and how we want to live in, in regards to our North Star and where we want to go with life. So a lot of it is bigger than the gym. It's about these aspirations, but they extend far beyond the gym. Um, I got this dude named Stu. He runs a podcast. He runs a business called What the Fuck Gym Talk. And that is about small business stuff. And he's very cut and dry. So this is a very impersonal relationship. Um, it's about the nuts and the bolts and the hows, uh, something that I tend to shy away from coaching. But like, you know, when I'm paying him the kind of money I'm paying him and with just that persona, it's a different demeanor. You know, the I'd say, you know, these are these women, you know, they're much older. They're, I'm not, they're like big sisters or even like auntie or mothery kind of vibes. So the conversations go on longer. They're more nurturing. This is very much like, yo, we need to do bing, bang, and boom. And I do need that balance. I've steered away from that a lot. Cause again, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not always that type of person. I talk a lot, but like he helps me with the very specific issues that I'm having in my business, which right now is like opening up staff development, long-term planning, so he helps me with that. I have a new person, uh, Derek. He, um, older gentleman, uh, more, we're still figuring this out, like in this mentor sense, but mentoring me through business. Um, 
And so helping me as a, as a black man, as a business owner, and really being able to scale big and do big because he runs a very large business. And so he's been helpful. It's helping me. Some of it right now has a lot been like um, staff leadership and personal development uh, because being able to run a big business is being able to run a large team. And so helping me with understanding team leadership and uh, personal, um, how I personally move. But again, you know, the conversations, I'm always trying to provide value in the sense of like, what I have to share to them. Um, so those are like, I'd say the big four. Then I have other people that I've gone to, you know, Nick from Community Forge. He's been great in helping me with like leasing stuff. Uh, he's a numbers guy. You know, I have Mike here as well, but that's like me and Mike have like six different intersections between being a friend. I'm on the board for Community Forge. So I'm like kind of his boss. Like I help determine what I write his evaluation stuff. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on the air, but like he's my landlord also. <laughs> and then like, you know, but we, you know, he's worked out from, he's worked out at the gym. You know, I read his, you know, I read a sample of his book for a book he's writing. So, you know, we have like a, a many intersections. Um, then there's other people more personal to me um, who help me, you know, I have friends that are like my running mates. So I'm like, you know, trying to help get them up to speed with business, things like that. But they give me insights about just more of the mental and emotional piece of life. Um, I have, you know, older gentlemen who something I'm thinking about more of is like finding that older guy mentor who has the family that I envision being able to have and helping me bridge that gap. That's actually one gap I realized I have. But yeah, those are a, a slew of the people. That's a bit of the, the soup. I like that you shared that. One thing that stuck out for me was the um, when you were talking about Mike and the many intersections that you all have, how does that relationship play out differently than some of the other ones? Because it's almost like sometimes he's the mentor, sometimes you're the mentor. Would you say? Um, Not necessarily I mentor. Use mentor. But like sometimes we advise you, each other. Right. Exactly. So. It's a peer advisement. Now, I wouldn't say a mentorship, though. Okay. So how does that relationship play out a little bit differently than the other ones? In regards, um, because the other ones are, like, more pointed. Um, you know, LaToya has a role as a my coach. You know, um, we're not, like, hanging out and then business comes up. We're meeting because of business, right? And so with him... It's uh, where I'm shifting into this thing. Me and him are actually having this conversation where like my friendships now have to provide value, not to be able to give value. Like there's the aspect of friendship. You know, I just, I like this person, right? I like you, like you're great, Rhonda. But us being able to spend a lot of time has to revolve around something. Like I'm not just hanging out with people just for the simple sake of presence. Like I like being alone also, but like, you know, but even, you know, there's people I'll go to the bar with, but I'm not about to sit here and hang out at the gym on a Sunday and talk about business with. Right. So even then there's like bar friends. Uh, but, you know, I don't even like doing all that. Anyways, so that my friendships are growing to have purpose. And so me and him actually had a conversation about that. And I'm as I'm working through just my own issues in life, I want to not have so many silos. So that relationship actually embodies the type of relationships I want to have in the future, where like they're multifaceted. I don't want 
just my friend who's just my homeboy that I'm kicking it with. No, like, are we doing something together? It doesn't have to be an activity business. Are we talking about something that when we both walk away from each other, did we walk away like, yo, that was a really good time because I grew, not just because it was funny. Um, I mean, you know, I want that to be a part of it, of course, but like that relationship really embodies how I want the relationships of the next decade to really go where we can talk about business, but we can talk about, you know, how we can be a better man or how we can like live life better. Or like we could go on vacation and kick it or we can go camping or we can work out together. But like there's these different intersections. I don't want my relationships to be just so siloed because I also want to work on blending the people that are in my life together as appropriate, whereas I traditionally keep this people from that people because I I used I feel like I used to code switch to the point where I wasn't being myself. And as I'm consolidating all of that a lot better and just consistently being me across the board, like being able to consistently also bring people together. Ooh, that was powerful. That was intense. <laughs> that was some good shit, yeah. I think that that is, that's like a, when I was talking earlier about like hitting a certain level of maturity and thinking about things, like I feel like that's like a next level of maturity when we're climbing the the maturity ladder. Yeah, I definitely think that's the thing. Like, are your friendships valuable and are you valuable to your friendships? You know, I, my, I, my, I have inherent value, but I have an extrinsic value too. And I care about people who feel they have an inherent value and also like being able to acknowledge people's inherent value. But like, also there's extrinsic value. I, my friends have extrinsic value. The ones that spend a lot of time with me because I own a gym. So if I say, yo, let's go, we're going to work out and shoot the shit on Sunday. They get to come into a private training studio and work out for free just because they're my friend and we get to hang out and talk to breeze. And I don't think they're using me. They want to go, can we come work out and do that? I mean, they don't take advantage of it either. So it's not like I feel used anyways, like I invite, (laughs) but on the same hand, you know, they do this, they do that. So I get to get insight or, you know, I get to get, you know, the hookup or sometimes it's as simple as taking people to lunch (laughs) and, you know, lunch opens up a lot of doors. Lunch opens up a lot of doors. That might be the, I know we always wrap it up with a lesson. That shoot right there. That sounds so simple, but that's like key. If you, if, if you are not at the point in your life where you are offering people lunch or coffee to just like kick it with you for an hour and like listen to their experience and like see how y'all can come together for them to like help you and also thinking about even if you're not as far as them how you can help them because as you just said donald like we all have value even if you're not where someone else is you still have to think about how you can add value to every conversation every interaction every relationship um or at least that's the way i think about things like i might not be where that person is but like how can I add value based on what I know? And also, you know, like adding the value of buying them a lunch or getting coffee, getting tea, a smoothie, whatever. Um, if, if you're not setting up these type meetings yet, I would really, that, that's my key takeaway to you today. Start figuring out, go on LinkedIn, look around you. That's what I did. When I started looking at mentorships, 
I looked around me first, people that I already had relationships with and how could I strengthen those relationships with people that I, I already knew. That's real. That's real. Relationships are everything. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, when we're, you know, when we don't got nothing, we have relationships. We have our mind and we have the people that love us and that we love. And I think that we always need to keep that in mind and, and being able to have these fruitful relationships in our life that reflect things that we care about. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, we care about our business. So we need to have people in our life who also care about their business and our business because they care about us. All right. Well. <laughs> oh, that was quite an ending. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys like, subscribe, share the show. Uh, I really want your feedback about, you know, who's in your life, right? I will, or you don't have to give us feedback, but think about it. Who's in your life? Who is helping guide you? Who do you look up to? Do you hang out with people that you look up to? Are there people that you spend time with that look up to you um, that are close in your range, but also further away? You know, are there people who've already had their 30, 40 years of experience or 10 years above you or, or whatever? Are there people coming up that are like looking up to you? That's actually been an interesting experience lately of being able to, over the last year, especially more intensely in the last six months, like offering advisement. That's been very fulfilling, but in, in a business sense, that's been so like, but are, are these people in your life, you know, do you have peers that you're running with? Like, you know, me and Rhonda, are like, we're running mates. So we get to talk about where we are and that helps us push. I have one of my friends running the restaurant down the street from here. So he was up here, you know, we're talking about I'm, what I got going on. He's telling me about his employee situation. Like we're, we're going to breeze with that. I got friends who are, you know, working on starting up. So like I get to give them a lot of insight on that, you know, um, you know, evaluate who's in your life, but thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next time. Catch you next time.